You're listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. We've been going through the Harry Potter movies, watching them from the beginning. We're kind of doing a Harry you Potter You should movie watch them night. from the beginning when you watch movies. That's the way to do it. Um, but also, it helps to watch them. We do the machete ver- the machete order <laughs> yeah, of yeah. Harry Potter. Do one, two, four, five, then three, then seven, then part two. <laughs> and then part one. That's right. No, uh, but it's great to watch them kind of back to back because there are so many like little clues and things, like little details. Oh, remember that one thing they mentioned in that movie was a, a throwaway line that has now kind of become like a major plot point in this one? Oh, well, it's really? a good thing I remember that. Like what? Oh, uh, there's a, uh, something about like a polyjuice po- potion. And I remember it's watching one of the... Yeah, but I didn't remember what it was by the time I had seen that fourth movie because they referenced it in the second movie and it doesn't come back Fourth one's again. the best one. Oh, you think so? Yeah. That is kind of controversial because people and IMDb and Rotten Tomatoes, um, but is, the isn't, third one. the um, Really? The Prisoner of Azkaban? Prisoner of Azkaban has the highest rated <sighs> and, and is one of my favorites. Although, having just watched Goblet of Fire last night, I got to say, man, that one is really strong. Goblet of Fire is great. And that's where... That's the one that got me into Harry Potter. Me, me too, I think. It doesn't quite have the style that part three has, mm-hmm. but that one is such an Alfonso Cuaron movie. And yeah. does things that none of the other ones do. It does feel out of place. Not as out of place as the first two movies, as we mentioned in last week's the, episode. The Chris Columbus one. The, Col- the, 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 the worst two Harry Potter movies, I think. We can all agree. I Although Jenna likes them. I think Chris Columbus did a good job at making this world accessible to everyone at first. To opening people up to this world of Harry Potter. I think that's what Christopher Columbus does well. Is that world building, that initial world building. Giving us the characters, especially at a simpler time in their lives. Because we know with what J.K. Rowling wrote in the books that came after that things do get darker for these characters. Yeah, and I think that's why I like Goblet of Fire because uh, yes. it's it's a nice mix of it's a great marriage. shit yeah. gets real at the end, but it's still Hermione fun even enough. says, she's like, everything's changed. That's right. One of her and, last and lines. And it's true. Mm-hmm. It's and from here on out, so good. especially those last two movies are kind of so dour. Mm-hmm. Um, still very strong and strong, some of the little, best ones. A little too dark. Yeah. You yeah. know? It's no, they're not nearly as fun as the first four. It's it's amazing the the miles when you go back and look at how far you've traveled, even as a viewer, watching these kids grow up and oh what's God, going yeah. on with them. Like how far you've come and from the beginning. What an know? accomplishment! No matter what you think of Harry Potter or that series, just the achievement um, of. <laughs> Well, except I was going to say nobody died, but we did lose Dumbledore. But yeah, it's okay. Just don't watch those first two movies. And Snape. Well, yeah, post. Completing filming. Oh, oh, you mean but the I'm actual actors? During like they made fifteen years worth of. Well, when did the first one come out? Two thousand one, two thousand. Okay, ten years. Over ten years, they filmed eight films, and basically kept the entire cast. Like, yeah. we can't get through a fucking Star Wars film without having to replace a director or an actor. This or is true. Yeah, yeah. So for them to to go that long with the with the and and for all of those kids to end up being really good actors. Yeah, like there's not a stinker in the bunch, really. Well, yeah. who? Well, of the main cast? Yeah. <laughs> What's that, Jenna? Malfoy. Oh, Draco Malfoy's not very strong. Yeah, but he's he's, he's serviceable he, in what I mean, he has to hey, do. Hey, look, man, he did that Planet of the Apes. You never catch me, Potter. He he abused the apes, and then he paid for it. Yeah. Oh, did he? Yeah. Oh, did he? <laughs> oh, hi, oh, hi, Draco. What else is going on with you? 
<laughs> we're watching the Harry Potter movies. I'm about to be 40. I'm uh, following in your footsteps, Joe. Which you wouldn't you wouldn't guess if you were to meet Joel and I at the same time. Oh, you would think, think Joel is the 50? older of the two because you're taller, and you have a bit more of that. a maturity to you. I've got a little I gray in the beard here. I definitely have a little bit more of that like Arrested Development whoa kind of thing. You think going I'm on. the more mature of us? Yes, I absolutely think so. I, I don't know if we if we asked our wives and friends. I, I think they, they would agree, agree with, with that. You think I think so? they would. Yes, Joel, you've been to to Europe. That doesn't mean anything. You've been to Europe. You've been to Budapest. That's right. Got yeah. engaged there. That is how it's pronounced. That is the correct pronunciation. You have to I live in constant envy Sean Connery that I haven't I haven't been able to take my love overseas Dude, to go do anything. And yet you have so much You're, under your belt, things that I have I What, have I'm not fat? Are you calling me no, fat? You, <laughs> <laughs> you've written and directed and starred in your own stage adaptations and plays, and you've been in feature films. You were in Armageddon, for Christ's sake. I am a uh, I am a voice in the anime yes. Night, Nights and Magic. So. Is, is that out now? Can we see that? I think so. Or hear it? Um, and there's also the saga of Tanya the Evil, uh, which they are now about. starting to localize the second season of. Ooh, they'll be bringing you back for that? I hope so. <laughs> waiting really by the do. phone. I know. Jilted I'm prom date. I'm just waiting for that text. Hey, we'd like to bring you in. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, See, that's, I, I, but that doesn't mean anything. No, but man. I'm just saying, I, for everything you have, you envy me for. I envy you. Aww. There we go. This is the Editing Bay on oh. the Next Wave Radio Network. My name's Joe. Mine's Joel. And this is where we come to talk about <laughs> movies. Sometimes they're good movies, sometimes they're bad movies. No matter what the case, every week we will pick a movie and tear it apart, dissect it, find out what it did right, what mm. it did wrong, and then uh, you know share our thoughts on how we would redo it, what it did, um, what we could do with those with that material. Just edit this up. <laughs> Cut uh, that part out, Jeff. What we could do with it and uh, and make it better and uh, try to put it back together again. And uh, the movie this week, this is my pick. Mm. Uh, I was going down the... Uh, <laughs> that will be obvious, Joe, once we announce to the <laughs> listeners. I was uh, I was going through the dark web and came across this movie <laughs> yeah. and was like, God, I would love to subject Joel, subject Joel to this. Oh, Freudian slip. Yeah, sub-sex. Sub I'd like to sex up Joel. Mm. You want 40? <laughs> I give you 40. Mm. I don't know what that means. I don't either, man. <laughs> Disturbed. Um, so this movie of the week is called Suburban Sasquatch. Yes. D Joe, tell us again. Regale us, if you will, how you came across this. I, I don't want to use the word film because <laughs> it's shot on video. It's in 4x3, and it's not because it was released in the 90s. Like, this film came out in 2004. Yes, it did. We were well into the HD era. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's Pennsylvania. So is that where it was shot? Yeah, yeah uh, David Wescavage. Wescavage. Wescally. Wescally Wescavage. No, he. I think he's a. Uh, he's from Pennsylvania. Yeah. Not to be confused with the guy who uh, runs the Church of Scientology. That's right, Miscavige. Uh, this is Wescavage. Yes, this is a miscarriage. <laughs> yes, of a film. The uh, uh, no. So I was going through YouTube, and this is kind of how I came across the movie Elves with Dan Haggerty. Uh, and just kind of going through and trying to find some like just goofy looking films, and uh, Jesus man, <laughs> sorry, fuck this iPad. <laughs> so uh, I came across a trailer for this movie called Suburban Sasquatch, and immediately was like, oh, we need to watch this. <laughs> I watched the first half of it and knew for sure I need to make Joel watch this. <laughs> I like how you phrase it too because that's that's very uh, telling. Make Joel watch this. Oh yeah, because uh, I I did feel captive. Joel, this, I know this, this is a movie that you would never in a million years no. pick for us to watch on the podcast. Of course not. Uh, That's why I'm glad I have you to I know. <laughs> educate me. I know that 
even if you were to give this movie a shot, mm-hmm. it wouldn't have made it past the first two minutes. <laughs> you would have turned it off. <sighs> so thanks to this podcast, but you know what? I get to subject you to stuff like this. And uh, you have, um, I, I've, I've grown a little bit, Joe, now that I'm c- getting to be in my 40s. I've, uh-huh. I've learned a lot uh, that you can't judge a book by its cover. You can't, uh, as with last week's p- Pixels, the $122 million budget on Pixels, uh-huh. uh, maybe not as good of a film uh, as the one we're about to talk about that was probably made for $60, <laughs> it looks like. Wait a minute. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I think I'm about to be surprised There's more than meets the eye. Uh, when it comes to the bow, suburban bow, Sasquatch. Bow, bow. That's right. All right. So, suburban Sasquatch. So here we are. Suburban Sasquatch. We have a, a, a small town, little neighborhood that's being developed, you know, on, on a, a good natural preserve, like, like a forest. <laughs> yeah. Um, Certainly an Indian burial ground. People are starting to, uh, to, to abuse the land, though. Mm. And I think that has begun to piss off the Sasquatch. Oh, yeah. The suburban Sasquatch, if you will. We'll call him Double S. Um, the SS. Yes. <laughs> See? That's something else. It's all a metaphor for the Nazis. Mm. Um, yeah. And so Sasquatch uh, is out to get his revenge on those that would trample on nature. That's right. And he's not like your run-of-the-mill Bigfoot. Like, he uh, he has magical powers. And he's tits. able to. <laughs> <laughs> also true. Quite a bosom on this. Are we to assume this is a female Sasquatch then? No, because it has a dick too. What? Did we see that? Yeah. Oh, I must have been watching the edited yeah. version. Well, no, you, you were watching the regular version that's so miscolored and horrible. No, I just couldn't tell. That you couldn't tell. Yeah, that, that is quite obvious. Uh, if if you're not if you're not in for the journey of watching a 4x3 <laughs> shot on video with no white balance... To be seen, like the the first scene is it's like not that it's not so white blue. balanced. It's not that it's not white balanced. It's that this is this director's version of trying to shoot day for night. <laughs> oh, is that what was going on? Yes. He colored it that way on yes. purpose. Yeah, right. that was all deliberate. We should mention this guy. Like, this isn't the only film that that he's made. Oh, he's, no. he's made quite a career out of uh, low budget. Um, I don't even want to call them bad films because um, I will. They're <laughs> bad movie. Okay. Uh, but have have you seen some of the other ones that he has listed? Nope. He's got uh, the Adventures of the Haunted Hunted, <laughs> is uh, that you can purchase now on Blu-ray. Oh, nice. Um, what are some of the other ones? I got to pull up that website. But he's got quite a. He's got like four or five films under his belt, and they're all this low budget uh, B B style. But he does everything. He does the writing. He does the directing. Does the editing. I Man, going through the credits, like well, you really Joel, get to see this guy's name several uh, like, times. Like listening to the dialogue the in this movie. Yeah, <laughs> it's. That's not really impressive to me. <laughs> like, it opens up. This movie opens up, and it's a couple driving in a car. Yeah. At, like, one mile per hour. We should mention, oh, oh, <laughs> everybody in this film is either... Related? Yes. Or, <laughs> they're or, his friends. Yes. They're all, like, teenagers or, or in their early 20s. Uh-huh. Or they're the mothers of those teenagers. Yes. Because it's all, uh, uh, you know... 50-something women uh-huh. and teenagers. So these, these, this couple, they're driving through a forest and what's supposed to be nighttime mm. because it's completely washed out. Uh, and the suburban Sasquatch is stalking them. And the whole time they're talking about like, you know, we're supposed to go to a party. It's out here in the woods. It's supposed to get away from everybody. And you get the feeling that the the girlfriend doesn't want to go. Right. She, You get this feeling because she says it five or six I times. I don't want to go. I don't really want to go. And I don't he's like, to... don't worry about At it. At one point, he's like, don't worry about it. <laughs> he's the Tommy Wiseau of this film. In fact, doesn't he tell her at one point, shut up, it's going to be fine. <laughs> yes. I'm like, man, that's not very romantic, nor is it cool. <laughs> well, they end up getting attacked by the suburban Sasquatch. Mm. Who could have seen that coming, Joe? <laughs> <laughs> he grabs their car. Yeah. 
stops him in like a weird bit of editing how he stops this car. Oh, the editing. Um, and he's like, I th- she's like, I think we just hit something. It's like, yeah, it's probably like a deer or something. Yeah. There's no way that was a deer. No, no, I think. And so then the, the suburban Sasquatch busts in the window, mm-hmm. gets the guy. But then like we skip the whole part where the guy gets pulled out of the car. He's just suddenly out of the car. We don't need to see that. And the suburban Sasquatch like chops him up. Just ripping limbs. And crushes his head. <laughs> like that. There's a little tomahawk chop and you just get to see. So, And we should mention Dave, Dave Waskovich. Uh, aside from writing and directing and editing and doing the music and the special effects, uh, also did the computer graphics, the computer animation for this film. I'm using finger quotes there. Yeah, um, but they they're they're pretty rough. Well, they look like that. Uh, what's that 1980s music video? Money for nothing. Oh yeah, by Dire Straits. Dire Straits. Um, Think of that. So so here's the problem though. Mm-hmm. He was in charge of all those other things. But I guess he didn't have any time to do the continuity on this movie. Wow. <laughs> because there are points where like, okay, like, for example, this driver at the beginning of the movie gets his head completely smashed. Then about two minutes later. <laughs> we see him lying on the ground. We see him lying on the ground with his head. <laughs> yes, it's still intact. <laughs> the police there. No blood or anything. The police are on the scene. You know what I mean. <laughs> the crime scene. And here's the weird thing. The police tape, the caution tape is up. But the police, the guys acting like police officers, are acting like they've just arrived on the scene. I like how their firearms are drawn. Because they don't have belts. They're investigating they this. They don't have belts, Joel. Oh, also, Did you notice uh, they had the handcuffs through their belt loops? Yes, because you know who the costume designer was on this film? <laughs> David Wiscavage. That's right. Oh, my God. <laughs> so they're wearing these brown shirts. And I don't know if you noticed, like, they're, they're not even actual police shirts. <laughs> they put brown tape yes. on their shoulders yeah. and on like the pockets and stuff. Could have fooled me. No badges, but they have like costume hats with like the little tin badges. On that the is back. one of the benefits of uh, shooting in standard definition. Is that uh, you don't you literally don't have the resolution to see <laughs> these small details that would otherwise be quite jarring, but not in this film. So also something he's never heard of is uh, the one eighty rule that we've talked about before, where uh, you know if you've got. Uh, a scene where two characters are talking or maybe they're fighting or shooting at each other. Yeah. You've always got to have one on one side and one, one on side the, of other. the frame facing left and then the other's got to be on the other side of the frame facing the other. Yeah. Man, does he break that you rule. You don't know who's talking all who and over where. this film. Well, he actually straight up breaks the rule in one shot when he's stalking after the kid who's playing with the ball in the backyard. Yes, yes. And the kid finds the footprint and the camera comes up and then like turns around him. And I was like, oh, bad move. <laughs> Bad move. What the hell is going on here? Yeah. Um, okay, so no, the cops, one of the cops calls our hero, mm-hmm. I'm using finger quotes myself, right. our hero, Rick, uh, out who apparently is a Bigfoot fanatic uh, and is trying to get his big story That's right. so he can win the Pulitzer. He's the... <laughs> He's in the lowest lane of this film. I do love that where... Uh, he mispronounces like, the name of the fucking award. If you want to win it so bad, maybe you should learn how it's actually said and then focus on... Also, I love that he keeps his clothes in an ice cooler. As we see, keeps his, clo- his clothes in an ice cooler. He sleeps on a box spring on the ground. Yeah, you know this is uh, Dave Wescovich's uh, his grandma's house. Exactly, it's yeah. the basement. It's uh, so the closest I can figure it is the story is about this guy Rick who's trying to get a good story, yet his editor that apparently works in an art class in a high school. <laughs> <laughs> is like I'm not going to give you a story. You got to give me something I can sell. Like they revisit this guy like twice. Yeah, and I don't know why because it doesn't make any sense. Like at He's, no point in the first Batman movie did Vicky Vale have like talks with her editor about like 
stories about Batman selling papers. Uh, so I don't know why we did this for Suburban he's, Sasquatch. He's one of the few adults we have in this film, and so we have to use him. Yeah. Plus, he's got that cool little Hitler mustache, too. Speaking of SS. So we have another hero in this movie, though. Oh, yes, we do. The Tala character. Tala. Who apparently likes to hang out in her grandfather's backyard, fresh, <laughs> freshly manicured backyard, where they put five or six sticks on the ground and set them on fire. Mm-hmm. And her grandfather... I'm pretty sure is Italian. Yeah. <laughs> he looks like so Paul about Sorvino. About as a Native American as you or I, Joe. He looks like Paul Sorvino. Mm-hmm. And he tells her that like nature is requiring her to face this challenge to take on the suburban Sasquatch. Mm-hmm. And so she does that, firing CG arrows at the suburban Sasquatch. <laughs> but looking good while doing it. Nothing but authenticity when it comes to uh, how they treat uh, the... Uh, the, the Native Americans in this movie. That's right. Uh, I like when uh, Rick comes across Tala in the woods, and she doesn't have like a teepee. She just has like a fucking tent, like it's an a- academy sports and outdoors <laughs> It looks tent. like a homeless person's uh, setup for the night. Right? They just like set up camp. And like we come back to it a couple of times, mm-hmm. and and so I, I'm confused. I don't know if she's if she lives in the suburbs there or if she's actually part of like a mystical tribe. Oh no, yeah, she's uh, she's from the earth, Joe. We find that out. Yeah. Uh, yeah, she's not uh, she doesn't ascribe to uh, the 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 things like home ownership. She so jobs. she's of the earth like the suburban Sasquatch. Mm, I don't know that she's as magical as, as he is. She's certainly mortal and can be harmed <laughs> magical and carried off with his He is. Guys, he's at, like the predator of at, at one Bigfoot. point at one point in this movie we uh we end up in suburban Sasquatch's like abode, his cave, mm-hmm. and it has like garbage bags used as like the background. <laughs> also, uh, Dave uh, West Cabbage was the uh, set designer. I should mention. <laughs> There's just like tarps that make up the background of this cave. Um, did the suburban Sasquatch like? Did it? Did it rape one of the ladies? Oh my god! Okay, so I think that's what they're insinuating. We never really get the full story because uh, it's it's well into the third act when uh, yeah. So Tala, Tala gets she gets captured mm-hmm. and taken back to the cave. Mm-hmm. Earlier in the movie, two women who are just driving around eating hot dogs. <laughs> it's so fucking weird. It's so weird. You know what though? I this is one of the things where I actually think it elevates it above some of these lower budget, uh, certainly Birdemic. Um, Birdemic. What do you? What can be said about Birdemic? I Birdemic put this too? and Birdemic kind of in the same. Well, category. yes, because they're very similar, right? Very low budget, shot on video, four by three, bad acting, bad at editing, least, bad special effects. At least Birdemic effects. had hanging out with the family. It did have that song, but I don't think nearly as aware of of what it was as as this film. So um, you you think this movie knew exactly what it was? Uh, well, yeah, because this guy's made a whole career out of making these types of movies, okay. and I don't think he's trying to be Hollywood. Um, but he's trying. He, he is which trying. Is, it's very obvious that he is trying his best. Right. Like and we, admirable. We talked about the room and how it seemed like everybody was just kind of lazy. That that uh, Tommy Wiseau just had a lazy approach to everything he did with that movie. Right. Whereas with this film movie <laughs> it, it just seemed like david westcavage was like trying so hard but he's got a vision at least and he's got something that he's trying this film i would argue has something to say more so than anything the room any message that the room was trying to convey uh-huh. okay uh but yeah that one scene you're talking about where we're seeing the uh, the woman the, the the female the older realtor Driving around one of her uh, clients as they're uh, right, yeah. they're gonna go look at. She's houses, got like a right? chandelier in the back of her car. <laughs> That's right, um, and and eating a hot dog. Very grotesque uh, yes. shots of her eating this hot dog. Yeah, almost sexualized. 
but they're intercut with the suburban Sasquatch in his cage, like nibbling on somebody's leg. Pieces of leg. And and every time we cut back and forth, they're closer shots, they're closer, and it's like, all right, I kind of get what you're going for. At least he had the forethought to to get these shots, and uh-huh. he knew what he wanted to do in the editing bay. Yeah. Hey, the editing bay. <laughs> right here on the Next Week Radio Network. Um, so I'll, I'll give him kudos for that. Uh, and so how, like, he's trying to tell the story about how disgusting suburban humans are. They're, That's right, because of all consumers this... consumers and... Everyone is fearful of this suburban Sasquatch, yet we're, we're no different than him. We're, we're just as uh, cannibalistic yeah. and uh, destructive as he is, because where, where he destroys people, we destroy the land. We destroy yo. nature. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So who's the real monster? Well, the one that ended up having, you know, forced sex with <laughs> That's that's the true monster. Again, but just uh, shining a mirror on Like, we're raping nature. That's right. Nope. Doesn't make it okay. <laughs> not okay. Well, you don't see it, and it's not even really mentioned. We just see a woman chained up and crying and <clears> saying <throat> that uh, something unmentionable has happened to her. Yeah. She leaves it to the imagination. Well, I l- don't imagine it, because it's disgusting. It was disgusting. Um, the, uh, the Sasquatch... Mm. Maybe the costume uh, could leave a leaves a little to be desired. It's not Harry and the Hendersons. No. Um, it's it's amazing to me that there was someone who was brought in to design the Sasquatch outfit. Hey, you know who designed it? Co-designed it. There was. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah. With his, uh, I guess, presumably his wife, because through the credits we see a lot of. Uh, I think Mary Mary Waskovich. I don't know. I think this was. I don't think she was. I don't think sister, she's married maybe? to him. It may be okay. sister. I don't know. Mother. <laughs> maybe his mom. <laughs> Although his mom does uh, do a stirring rendition over the credits oh, of a song oh, that my was God. co-written and co-produced by David Waskovich. That's that's that is it's harmful. It, it it's is harmful. Right at the point of this film, where I was like, okay, uh, you know, had something going for it, and then we get to that abomination. I'm really surprised. I'm really surprised after your reaction to Pixels last week. Yes. That like this week you're you're, you're kind of giving this a pass. You're giving Suburban Sasquatch a bit of a pass. Because Joe, I have made uh, movies like this. So, I know you have as well. Yes, sir. And I, I, again, there's something endearing about just a dude with a video camera so it's, and you, some of his friends. It's hard for you to kind of, to, to take yourself out of it, to, to separate yourself and your experiences I just, from what this guy's I doing. I can appreciate, not so much my own experiences, but I, I at least appreciate the achievement that you know this guy set out on a quest uh, to make. A f- <laughs> I'm on a quest <laughs> uh, to do something, to create something, and whether or not you appreciate huh. his art or not, it's uh, it's it's an achievement nonetheless. Also, can't help but think uh, a lot of this was inspired by him just trying to get laid because. Uh, <laughs> The chick who's playing Tala, she's kind of cute, right? She's cute. So, of course, he's like, well, let me get this uh, skimpy, let me get Rosie Perez light. Do you, do you think that there were a couple of options? Like, you know, you've got the uh, the the progressive lesbian couple that are walking through the woods. That's right. Yeah, just having a nice jog. Um, it, I can kind of see some of that where he's like, hey, I'm making this movie. Right. Would you guys like to be in it? Uh and they like start teasing him, and so he kills them off. Yeah, the you're film. gonna get, you're gonna be victims. Very no. Tommy Wiseau esque. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, okay. They but, betray, but everyone betray me. Um, I have a problem with you patting this guy on the back for achieving, <laughs> because I feel like for everything you felt like he 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 achieved, he was a doer. Yeah. There's also five, six, seven things for each one of those. Okay. That he did wrong, and all it would have taken was like thirty extra seconds of thought. Mm-hmm. At one point in this movie. Suburban Sasquatch invades our hero's grandmother's home. Oh, yes. Near the, <clears throat> the climax. Busts in the door. Mm-hmm. 
CG effect of the door being busted in. Right. He does that with a glass earlier. But if you're looking carefully, you still see the door on the hinge that's actually opened. Hey, you know, it's still low budget film. (laughs) (laughs) He can't do everything, Joe. But dude. Even though he does do everything. All you have to do is like knock three pins out of the door and just take it off the frame. Literally his grandmother's house. That's fine. I think she had conditions. Put the door back on. I don't know. I don't think she trusted him. Film somewhere else then. Where, where else can he film? Joe? I don't know. There has to be somewhere. I get he the can feeling film. he didn't have permits on three quarters of the uh, locations that we see in this in this no, movie. I'm, I'm pretty sure you're right about that. Um, but he's got heart. There was a lot of effort that you could tell was put into like the the opening titles of this movie. Oh yeah, dude. That's a it's a special effects extravaganza. He's got a 3D camera moving through. It goes to the forest, and there's like names etched on trees. Yeah. And it, it builds the air of, like, a horror film that you're not about to see. You are not about to see this horror film with, like... It, it looks like you're about to go into Slenderman territory. Yeah, That's yeah. not what happens. No. Um, it's more so, Scooby-Doo than anything. So we've got... No, it's more Scooby-Don't. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is what we have working here. So we've got our, two of our protagonists right. with Rick and Tala. Mm-hmm. But then we also have two of those police officer characters that we talked about earlier. Yeah, <clears throat> it the turns out forty-something police chief of police <laughs> with a pierced earring or pierced ear. He looks like the lead singer of of Drowning Pool, <laughs> and his buddy. Yeah, um, the worst cops in the world. Yet one of them has an actual history with the suburban. Sasquatch. Oh yes, we see that in flashback later on about when he moved to this uh, sleepy little town to to build a life with his wife. And they're sitting on the back porch, uh, just enjoying their their sweet tea, right? And thinking about their future ahead. Yeah. He goes inside to, I guess, get refills. Oh, that's right, because... Yeah, he comes out and he drops the glasses. <laughs> in, like, slow-mo. <laughs> Neither of them break. Um, but uh, we're, we're treated to the shot of the wife sitting there on the porch swing as a suburban Sasquatch. Like Nightcrawler's in the view. <laughs> yes. He does. He I didn't of... know that was a Bigfoot ability. Well, because he's a magical Bigfoot. That's he's true. from the Earth. Yeah. Uh, but she has plenty of time, Joe, to uh, get away or do something, anything. You mean after the cop comes back outside and starts to try to like throw fists at the suburban Sasquatch? Yeah, yeah. Lazily throwing fists at the suburban Sasquatch? Well, hey, dude, they paid a lot for that outfit. Don't ruin it. Did they? We, we still have two I'm more sorry. weeks of shooting to I'm do. I'm so sorry. Um, don't don't hit the moobs. That off is of a my uh, Sasquatch. Just to kind of derail for just a second. That oh. is kind of an ongoing theme with this movie, though. Where people have guns, and rather than shoot suburban Sasquatch from yeah. a distance, We're gonna... they just come running at him, like within reach. We're gonna settle this with fisticuffs. There's a group. There's like a group of dudes with guns that are trying to hunt him down. They find him and they run at him one at a time, and he just hits them and knocks them aside. <laughs> Quite a body count in this in this movie. We should mention. Uh, I, I stopped counting how many people die. Yeah, uh, we've already lost about a dozen people. And, and uh, Muffy. Uh, and poor <laughs> Muffy, no! Poor Muffy and the dog just gets ripped in half. <laughs> After it gets turned into a plush doll. Grabs this little, yes, well, of course, again, low budget. Uh, grabs this little poodle, lifts it above his head, kind of like He-Man style, and just like rips it apart. I should mention, Joe, that the, the sound design, also sound design done by Dave Waskovich. Uh, yes. <laughs> um... It starts off like the noises the same sound like looped over and over again like eight seconds and it's a hard cut loop. yeah yeah um but about halfway through the movie 
every time it comes on, like I was having a Pavlovian response <laughs> to that sound and getting really like disturbed and scary. I, I, I think I'm going to hear that in my in my dreams, oh my, my nightmares, Nay. All right. I want to talk about, there are a lot of deaths in this movie. Yes. And I feel like... What's your favorite uh, before we get my into favorite, it? My favorite is the fisherman. Oh, you like the at the, at the very beginning? <laughs> the fisherman. Played when, by? Played by? David Wiscavi. Yes, that's right. <laughs> when... When the suburban Sasquatch rips out his heart and, and then, then feeds it to him. Shoves it into his own mouth. It's a nice addition. Rips off his arm and throws it at his buddy so hard, theoretically. So hard. So hard. That, that the dude gets knocked out. Thrown into the water and knocked out. And, and face presumably down. stays there for like hours. And yet survives. Yes, he does. Face down in a river. Finds a woman in a cave and leaves her there. Well, he's got to go to the police and whimper. He doesn't even go to the police. He's like in a park bathroom. Oh, that's where he is. That's right. The, the police, police find, find him. him. So if this police captain guy lost his wife to suburban Sasquatch, mm-hmm. like how long ago was that? When did he say how long ago was oh, that? Oh, years ago. Before, and he never uh, reported before it? Before young Vin Diesel came into the picture. <laughs> the, yeah. the the dude is sitting in the car and the only, like, it's a, again, one of those day for night shots. Mm-hmm. And the only way they can try to show us like, how it's supposed to be a night shot is he's using the little like spotlight he's got thing. The flashlight. But it's not even on. <laughs> but he's just sitting there. The bit that's where Suburban Sasquatch comes out of nowhere and picks up the car. I love that. <laughs> See, again, that's some uh, some pretty impressive special effects there, man. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Tala's arrows. He the, had to track all the that tomahawks. Stuff. The blood, the blood coming out. The blood reminded me of like Mortal Kombat, but like the original <laughs> video game Mortal yes. Kombat. Where just like gallons of blood are pouring out, and it looks more like. Um, did you ever see Star Trek: or The Undiscovered Country Part yes. Six, where they're in uh, in space and the Klingons get shot and they have pink blood? That looks like uh-huh. Nyquil floating yeah, around. Yeah, it's kind of what the blood looks like here. It's very yeah, it uh, co- coagulated. <laughs> He's like drinking blood like it's from a glass from someone's foot. <laughs> Uh, but the problem is with Suburban Sasquatch, when he kills people, he chops their limbs off. Mm-hmm. And we talked about this for that first couple. Chops their limbs off, like the the, the lesbian couple. Right. Chops off this woman's limbs. Awfully big a presumption we, you're making, but by then the way. We, well, I mean, they were wearing jean shorts. <laughs> <laughs> she had short haircuts. Fair enough, Joe. Yeah. So um, he chops their limbs off, but then when we come back to them, they have their limbs, and he's like eating her, and then rips her limb off again. <laughs> And starts eating the arm. Because there's only so many times, Joe, that you can see... That you could pay attention to continuity? An actor, no, like, try to tuck their arm beneath their back as they're... Because he, he tried that in the first couple of scenes. You know, uh-huh. we, we see the one uh, woman who gets pulled out at the very beginning, uh, and she's laying on her side. You could tell that she's got, like, her arm, her forearm <laughs> tucked behind her back. Effective, though, I think. Um, the, the message got across. How about just don't do it? Don't rip off their limbs in the attack. Well, Joe... It's not much of a suburban Sasquatch. Where's the horror? That's what I was asking if the entire like, time I was watching the movie. Where is the horror? Well, I don't think uh, the message that, again, Dave Wescovich was trying to, to, to get across had much... To, it wasn't about the horror. This wasn't a horror movie. It had more to say than that. So it's like Birdemic, where uh, they were trying to make a statement about uh, what we're doing to the environment. But even more so than that, I got the impression, like halfway through this film, when, uh, when our hero, Rick Harlan... Um, Our hero <laughs> who runs around with a notebook. Well, yeah, because he's a, he's the real reporter. He's you know? a reporter. If you don't have a pencil tucked behind your ear, he's got to win a, a Pulitzer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, when he uh, he starts, he's having an internal struggle uh, about religion and uh-huh. and his views on it. Uh, that's kind of playing out in this script. There's that nice scene between uh, Tala uh, and and the reporter. 
But it's like in the last quarter of the movie. I know. He's saving the message. <laughs> we go through... Still waters run we deep, We go Jeff. through 75% of this movie and not getting any of this. And then at the very end... He foreshadows. We, <laughs> he's leading up to it. He's saving it. He's Chekhov's gunning his own journey. <laughs> A little bit. Well, because yeah, you have to get to know these characters independently. This this quest that uh, Tala is on, yeah, to uh, run around in skimpy clothing, save save people from the suburban Sasquatch. That's right. She ends up putting on like arrows. yoga pants at some point. <laughs> yes, yeah, she does. <laughs> I didn't know those were standard issue for Native Americans. <laughs> like when you're done trying to kill a suburban Sasquatch in your traditional Indian garb. That's right. Uh, here are some pink, uh, and it says pink on the butt. <laughs> She's like a 21st pants. century uh, Native <clears throat> American. I'm American. Plus, I'm a Native American. The only clothing she owns guaranteed not to have smallpox on them. Yeah, that's true. Not government issued. Oh my god! Know your history, folks. So, so the yeah, the costuming in this movie is uh, is pretty special. Our hero walks around in a shirt that's like a size two sizes too big. <laughs> yes. Um, um, it it doesn't look good on camera. Nothing pops on camera costume wise. No. Uh, part of the problem might be the fact that he's discolored everything. Yeah, a lot of <laughs> lot of lot of sepia tone, really pulling the chroma out of these images, yeah. or maybe just the effect of being shot on video <laughs> on, on Super Eight. That could be it. Mm-hmm. That could be it. Also, uh, would have been nice to have an external microphone for some of these scenes because you could tell. What are you talking about? He's using you capture the... everything with the shotgun on the camera. <laughs> yeah, yeah, on the camera. So <laughs> when the camera is twenty feet away, getting a wide shot, we are hearing that audio, and that's part of the that that is a huge problem with this movie. As, the, the audio, and well. Not just the audio, but like just the 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 anatomy of the shots mm-hmm. of like how we've how we're capturing everything on the camera. Mm-hmm. Like there is no there are no subtle like builds. Like I'm going to capture like right. you know to to get the physicality of a, of an actor. I'm going to focus. I'm going to focus on body parts. I'm going to focus on the eyes. I'm going to let them tell me the story visually. Everything is just like the camera's set down here. Mm-hmm. Run. Here's a wide shot. But you know what? Run. Here's gonna... another wide shot. Run. I'm gonna defend that. There's a lot of coverage here. He's got close ups and mediums and wides and uh and he's the But just think is... of like the nuance involved with like you've got that character. Let's talk about the character that's in the creek, that's floating in the creek. Right. How much more effective would it have been if you had the camera like close in you just see a following the body a hand until it like yeah, or a hand following the body until it like lands on the bank. Okay. And then he gets up. Instead it's just like a big wide shot, dude floating in the water. Gets up, runs through the woods. He had a lot to shoot in a weekend, though, I would argue. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of scenes in this film. And and when you really break it down, like he's 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 doing some some following. He's doing some nice pans and tilts. The, the very final shot So you're shot giving him an excuse he, because he didn't he, take the proper amount of time to film his own movie. I'm saying not every scene is going to be well thought out. but uh, uh, that, How the, many of them were well thought out? I would say nine-tenths of them. <laughs> Seriously, man. Really? Like, yeah, all the stuff with the, the the cop having the flashback and his and his you know, you've got the, the wide and we're cutting in close. The very final shot, Joe, of the film where uh, where Tala and what's the guy's name? Rick, Rick are walking off into the sunset and he tilts up and then the CG hawk, hawk yeah. comes flying. That towards we visit the like 20, 30 times. It's her spirit animal. It's Tala's spirit. There's hawk. like one point where she's trying to do some stuff and that hawk just keeps going, eh. Yep. She's like, Not right now, I'm trying to do this thing. <laughs> I'm like, I don't even think you're talking loud enough for, much less the hawk to hear you. Well, the louder she gets, the more Rosie Perez she gets, because uh, I'm I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that the actress portraying Tala, not a real Native American. No. Are you sure about that? Well, her last name is Sanchez. Yeah. So I'm just guessing. She may be one quarter Indian. Yes. 
Native American. Pardon there, me. There you, no, it's okay. Not the preferred nomenclature. It's all right. Uh, um, I agree with you. I think that maybe there's a little bit of uh, uh, a little bit of hogwash <laughs> when it comes to her character. But one of the more believable actors in this, I thought the casting her was nice. I thought Rick, I thought the scenes with her and Rick were were kind of fun. I couldn't stand Rick. Oh, you didn't like him? I couldn't stand the actor that portrayed Rick. I thought he was a horrible actor. Well, yes, he's, everybody is horrible is in this film. He's constantly reading his dialogue off of his notebook that he's carrying around. Actually, you know who I did enjoy was cop number two. I don't know that we're, we're given a name. Um, again, he's... Oh, Steve Jackson? Vin, or I, Vin, think that was, I think that was his name. And the only reason I know his name is because of the... Uh, the uh, the IMDb page when I had to recast. Oh yeah, yeah. He's the little one, the, the little guy who looks like Vin Diesel, right? <laughs> looks like Vin Diesel. Vin, Vin like Ethanol. If if Vin Diesel was uh, maybe Indian, <laughs> but not like American Indian. No, like, right? Like actually, Indian. like actually Indian. Yeah, yeah. Steve Parker is the name of that character. <laughs> Steve Parker. No, Steve Parker. <laughs> uh, I'm really surprised by this. Man. You didn't think he was that great? You get you no, but I'm just talking about in general. Like the slack that you were cutting this movie? Well, Joe, this is the monster that you've created. Uh, I am the proverbial suburban Sasquatch now. <laughs> because I, 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 I've, I've been able to now look past the production quality of these films. Wow. And again, I think back on... One of these days I'll show you uh, my my short... That's not a short film. It's feature length. Yeah. Film that... Uh, Evil is, Pot. Is not unlike... Or, or a grave, grave Pot. Cemetery Weed. Cemetery Weed. It's not unlike... <laughs> grave Pot. Suburban Sasquatch. <laughs> Uh, just less less maimings in yeah. my film than in his. Wow. But still kind of fun. And again, this guy's doing what he loves. Obviously, he's made a career out of it. I don't know if he's making money off of it, but they're certainly selling D's on the website. D's. DVDs <laughs> D's. on the website. Did you, uh, did, you, did you make a copy of this movie for yourself? Uh, oh, I, I've copied it over. It will remain in my collection. Wow. Yeah. I am so I'm proud of you. <laughs> There's a part of me that's really proud of you. I'm also very surprised. <laughs> Dis- disappointed I could hear in Dis- your voice as well. Dis- disappointed. It's fun to watch uh his grandmother uh try to act her what's the well and also singing the uh, closing credits. Try to help him find his faith. That's right. Man. You know what I, I do love uh there's the one mother who um is trying to protect her son. She's the one that the suburban Sasquatch drags off. Into, oh, the, into the cave. Oh, the one who almost murders her own child? <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. Unintentionally. But uh, I love what, you know, the little boy's outside uh, being traumatized. Uh-huh. Because he, he sees the Roman Sasquatch appear, and he goes to tell his mom, 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 there's something out there. And she Timmy, says, go outside, Timmy. Timmy, I'm trying to clean. There's no such thing as monsters. Monsters are like the boogeyman or your father. They're not really there. <laughs> <laughs> They're not really there. <laughs> I didn't catch that. That's one of my favorite lines. <laughs> it's like your father. <laughs> oh my god! So yeah, she's in the cave when the dude wakes up in the creek. Yeah, and he finds her. We can only imagine what happens to her again. Like he has a flashlight on her, and then turns to run away. And then we cut to her, and she still has the flashlight like on her. Where's the continuity, Joe? If you're <laughs> again, you got to throw the continuity out the window. You got to throw production design. Man, and uh, and, just and costume design. Look at what the look at what they're trying to say. What they're trying to do. Well, I I appreciate what you're trying to say here. I just can't follow you on this film. Hey, hey, this is your choice. I know it was my choice. You made me this way. <laughs> Joe, did you stick around through the credits, where we see Dave Waskovich's name no. appear about a dozen times. No, the very final thing in the credits, uh, the very final line, it says, "Bigfoot is real." 
I don't think he's. Uh, what? I don't think he's. Wait, he says this, or is it like text that's on the screen? It's text on screen. It's after all of the thank you notes after the grandma's warbling the song that he wrote. <laughs> what do you think of that song, by the way? It's so bad. The lyrics: "We are a people of spirits. We are a nation of beliefs." And it's like you can tell that he has recorded the the instruments uh, before. Or after she recorded the vocals, so she sang the song first. She's singing, and he's trying to. And then to, he made up the accompaniment to match up the uh, wow. the audio. Doesn't quite, not very successful. Wow, no, and I the didn't. weakest part of the film, I would argue. I I listened to some of it and was like, "This is bullshit." I'm turning this <laughs> off. I can't wait to see what Joel has to say. I can't wait to see what kind of venom no Joel spews out towards this movie. It's fun. Wow. The only complaint. Well, I'll save it. I'll save it for what it did wrong. Okay. Well, then what did Suburban Sasquatch do right? What did it do right? Uh, again, I think it had more. There's more than meets the eye to this. I think uh, th- there's a lot of dialogue, Joe. This isn't like Tommy Wiseau just say, you know, saying, hey, don't worry about f- it. Forget about it. Forget or, about it. He, everyone betray me. I don't want to talk about it. Oh, hi, Mark. Oh, hi, Sasquatch. <laughs> oh, hi, Bigfoot. Like he's writing. There's. I oh, bet hi, you, Muffy. I bet you this is a hundred page script. Yeah, with the the amount of dialogue that there is going back and uh-huh. forth, and and it has a flow, and it's kind of well thought out. Is um, it though? Like the cop who yeah. actually has a backstory with the Sasquatch, well, gets like attacked by the Sasquatch. <laughs> His buddy comes, gets him up. They walk off, and we never see them again. They're not important to the to the. It, they are though. The guy gets his own backstory. Yeah, he shows up again in the in the grand finale. And sacrifices himself, right? <laughs> the main cop, the police chief of police. Oh, they walk off. I don't think so. Yeah, unless I missed it. He's 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 the the guy who's uh who's who's getting attacked and and fi- shoots the uh, the uh, the gasoline tank that then explodes and takes out some Richard Dreyfus. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong. We're talking film. about Jaws, right? <laughs> Wrong big monster film. Yeah. I don't know. I don't remember that. You don't remember that? I don't remember Did that. Did you get tuned out by this? <laughs> I may have tuned out. Yeah, yeah they're, they're I may around. have looked at my phone. <laughs> they're consequential to the, the plot. I thought they just walked off and they never came back. No, no. They're oh. there at the end. Okay. They take them out, take them down. <laughs> do their stuff. Do, do your stuff. <laughs> uh, okay. But that's what I thought it did, right? The writing. <laughs> I. Uh, <laughs> Can't even say it without laughing. No. I think the fact that he tried really hard. <laughs> Everyone's trying their everyone hardest. Everyone is trying so hard. And that's. I think that's one of the things that I do appreciate about this movie is that he obviously got people on board that were like, fucking A, man. Yeah. Let's do this thing. Yeah, let's make a little movie. Uh, like people that sat on it. Like they, they decided to go on the day. They show up to a set that looks like tarps <laughs> and garbage bags you and know tied themselves up with vines and went, all right. We're making this Bigfoot. Movie. You know what this reminds me of? It reminds me of the um, the Jack Black film um, where the Be Kind Rewind. Yes, where they recreate all of the films. Sweet, all the movies. What's the what, uh, Michel Gondry is yeah. the uh, the director of that film? He yeah. did Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, and the Green Hornet, Green Hornet film, which actually isn't bad. We should I, do I that like on it. the editing. I like bay it. at some point. Oh, great! I just sold mine to Movie Trading Company. But, uh, uh, we'll find it. Yeah, it'll. It's. I'm sure it's streaming somewhere. It's all good. But uh, he made a film called Be Kind Rewind, where the premise is uh, these two guys work in a in a video store, and uh, it's all going of, out of business. All of the movies get erased, right? Is that what happens? Yeah, they accidentally erase all the movies, and so uh, they're now recreating all the movies with their home video cameras, and people are renting them, and then they kind of become sensations, and the yeah. town loves them, and uh, they they. But then they get a cease and desist. That's right. They don't the have the copyright the on all those. But uh, but they have fun recreating those films and making something, kind of remixing their own. Uh, they're, they're 
creating something from nothing yes. and and the the end result is more than the, the sum of its that's parts what, and that there you go that's what be kind rewind is what this movie did right yes that's right what did suburban sasquatch do wrong um it, it had me until those end credits and that song and it had me until the end credits and, and then it was unforgivable what? what they made me listen to actually i made myself listen to that i could have tuned out <laughs> but i wanted to hear i wanted to see it to the end joe i think uh, a lack of attention to continuity yeah, uh, is what this movie did terribly wrong. Breaking the 180 rule, uh, certainly. Breaking the 180 rule, uh, people getting killed and losing limbs and then suddenly having them back, uh, not noticing that you had like fake limbs stuffed in a car door <laughs> while you're shooting a scene. Um, your your Bigfoot costume, that's part of what this movie did wrong. Uh, or, just, or is that what I did right, Joe? I just feel like this, Iconic. this film, and I compared this movie the whole time I was watching it, I compared it to Roachman. Mm. And it was like, all right, Roachman wasn't a good film. It, I mean, it was fun, though. It it's was fun. fun. It's fun to watch. Uh, just, you know, it, it's definitely a low-budget movie. Um, but I some don't great wanna, special effects in there. I, it, for, for what we were working with, it was fantastic. Right. Friend of the show, Brian Harden, starring one Joe Cucinati. Yes, that's right. But the thing is, like, there are things that we did working on that movie mm. where we, we focused on, okay... What was going on? How is the, the continuity? How are you taking pictures to make sure that we're trying to match things up as best as we can? And I felt as like bestest. there was none of that going on in this movie. Like, people were just like, fuck it. Fuck it. Just, Dwayne, get on the ground. Yes, man. but where Roachman had, uh, you know, a cast and crew <laughs> and dozens of people working behind the scenes, there's one guy responsible for all but of this. But that doesn't make it okay, This man. is the brainchild. No, but again, you have Plan to... Plan your movie appreciate correctly. The, if you're going to produce it, get a crew. I think the amount... But but I don't think he has fun with that. I think this guy is passionate about filmmaking and uh, doesn't want to let any of any, any aspect of it go. Film? Well, video making. Okay. <laughs> Shot on VHS. <laughs> Agreed. Um, but uh, yeah, the, the passion shines through, I think. And and maybe I see a little bit of, of myself in there. That's why I'm giving it a bit of a pass. <laughs> okay, then. Uh, all right. So if we were going to... Uh, that wasn't a compliment to myself, by the way. I'm just saying. I, 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 I like ha- having all the roles and doing yeah. all the parts. You're a doer. That's where the fun comes from. You're a doer. That's right. You're a digger, like me. <laughs> Would you call me? <laughs> uh, cut that part out, Alan Jeff. Grant is a digger. <laughs> um, all right, so if we were going to remake Suburban Sasquatch... Oh, yes. How would we do that, sir? I recast five of the main characters. Same here. Starting with Rick's grandmother. Oh, I, did not, I didn't recast the grandmother. Didn't do her? No. I recast Emma Thompson as my uh, grandmother. Oh, a little Nanny McPhee action. That's right. That's pretty good. A little white wig on her. Did you not recast Screaming the Sasquatch? No, I didn't. Oh, I did. Andy Circus. I recast with MC Ganey. Oh, good. <laughs> you might remember him from Lost yeah. in Con Air. Uh, actually, that's that's not bad. Like <laughs> he, wearing a costume no, or just makeup? Just naked. Oh, just, just, just naked. MC oh, Ganey he naked. He is Harry. Yeah. Except on his head. There you go. Everywhere except Kinda the Kind of like Harry and the Hendersons. Yeah, how about He was that? bald on top, too. Awfully tall. All right, who do you have next? I like that. The police uh, guys? Yes, cops number one and two. <clears throat> John Rush and Steve Parker. Oh, those are the characters' names. Those are the characters' like, I don't know names. Those actors. Yeah, no, those are the characters' names. I went with uh, another duo who played cops in a recent film uh, called Chips, where they were riding motorcycles. Oh my I God. went with Michael Pena and Dax Shepard. I also went with a couple of actors Ooh. who played cops in a little movie called Super Troopers. Oh. I went with Kevin Heffernan <laughs> and Jay Chandrasekhar. Nice. We need to do that on this uh, podcast. Because yeah, with the second one coming they out. They have a sequel coming out. That's right. And a trailer to boot. Uh-huh. 
All then right. finally, we have our, uh, our our hero. Not finally. Well, our heroes. Our heroes. Uh, Rick Harlan, future Pulitzer Prize winner. Pulitzer. How does he pronounce it? Pulitzer. Pulitzer Prize winner. Um, well, if, if I have Emma Thompson as the grandmother, um, I thought I was going to go with Martin Freeman. Oh, that's pretty good. As uh, as that character, and that way they're they're both from from London. Okay, who's your Tala? And then Tala, I, oh, do you have a duo? You're uh, saving? Not really, no. Okay, with my Tala, I went with an actress. I was trying to find somebody who um, looked Native American, but was also uh, obviously Hispanic. Uh-huh. And I found that in the form of Christian Serratos, who you may know from The Walking Dead. What's I... the character's name from Walking Dead, baby? Rosita. Rosita from The Walking Dead. Oh, there you go. Okay, uh, I went with uh, for my Rick. I went with Will Forte because <laughs> I needed somebody who seemed a little, uh, I don't know, ineffectual. Well, yeah, <laughs> so Will enough. Forte kind of fits that bill. <laughs> uh, and my Tala, played by Kobe Smulders. Oh, nice. Uh, she actually is Native American, isn't she? I think she has. Yeah. No, she's Canadian. Oh, no. Is she really? <laughs> I think so. Or she just played that role on I think uh, that she played that on How I Met Your Mother because she was actually Canadian. All right, there you go. Uh, and all this directed by Broken Lizards, Jay Shandersicar. Oh, of course. Nicely done. My director, Tommy Wiseau. That's right. <laughs> Holy shit. But only for his budget. Okay. Because we see how uh, how he's very hands-off with his directing. Yeah. So we'll just let these uh, let these guys go. You know he would throw himself in. He would probably be the he'd big... He'd be Sasquatch. Player. He would be the big... He'd be like, you cannot stop me. <laughs> <laughs> Only I can, I can stop, stop myself, myself, but I will not stop myself. <laughs> uh, All right, guys, if you have so. any thoughts about Suburban Sasquatch, if you happen to see it, uh, if not... Good luck finding it now that it's no longer on YouTube. That's right, it's not on YouTube. But uh, if you happen to have seen it, let us know what you think about the movie, uh, how you would recast it. And if you got ideas for movies for us to watch in the future, you can let us know about it on our Facebook page, on the search function in Facebook, put in the editing bay... Wow, I am losing my voice so badly. Um, put in the editing bay and uh, click on the image of the woman with the bleeding eyes. That's us. And uh, give us all your feedback there. We've got a website too, right, Joe? That's right. Not just a Facebook page. We also have editingbay.com. When you go there, uh, you'll find a link to our Facebook page. Uh, but you'll also find a link to our Twitter handle, which is at the editing bay. You follow us there. You're going to know what movies we're doing next. You're going to see special tweets from us, so please follow us there. Also, you can see pictures of us from our live show we did several years ago. You can support the show by buying a t-shirt in our merch page. Uh, and if you haven't listened to the 2018 Eddie Awards that we released last month, it's kind of our best of highlight show. Never listened to the editing bay before. Um, although, how would you know that if you're listening now? Listening now! If you're looking for another episode to listen to, uh, check that one out because uh, we put a lot of time and effort into that. Uh, you can find all that and more at editingbay.com. Find an episode where I've got my voice. Yeah. Because those are much more uh, pleasant. It won't cost much. <laughs> Just your voice. <laughs> and I. Poor unfortunate soul. And I tit- I can't remember what the fuck she said. And I help them. Yes, yes I, I do. do. There it is. Okay. Listen to our Little Mermaid episode upcoming. So what are we going to do next week, Joel? Well, not Little Mermaid and not Super Troopers. But there is another film, Joe, that was just announced recently um, as uh, being remade soon. Oh. Uh, that's why one Ryan Reynolds. Death Wish. <laughs> are they remaking Death Wish? They've already remade it. Bruce Willis is in it. What? It's coming out like next month. You're kidding. No. Well, that's not the film I'm talking about. This one uh, is beloved by me, and I know also beloved by you, and those who maybe grew up um, in the 80, 80s, late 80s, yeah. this film came out, yeah. uh, maybe watching the movie, or also playing the board game from, 
Milton Bradley? Yeah, uh, Parker Brothers. Parker Brothers. Makers. Mil- maybe it was Milton Bradley. Um, no, I think it was Parker Brothers. Parker Brothers. I think you're right. Whoever. <laughs> <laughs> the board game and the movie uh, is Clue. Battleship. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> hungry, Hungry Hippos. The film. That'd be great. I did bet you, you Peter Bogdanovich is working the movie? on it. Yes, I did. Oh, I bleh. wasn't sure what I was. I saw it the looks rock. like suburban Sasquatch with a budget. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I, I bet you uh, suburban Sasquatch will be a better film than Rampage. Oh shit! You heard mm. it here, guys. That's right. All right, so we're gonna watch Clue. We're gonna watch Clue, starring uh, well, a cast of dozens, right? But we've got Tim Curry, uh, Martin Mull, Mull, Leslie Ann Warren, Leslie Ann Warren. <laughs> Christopher uh, Lloyd. Madeline Kahn. Christopher Lloyd. Michael McKean. That's about it. <laughs> <laughs> trying to think who else. Cut this part out, Jeff. All right. But I love it. Uh, it's one of my favorites. I think it's one of yours. Yes, sir. Uh, but we haven't I like it when they, they did their homage to it in The Last Jedi. Oh, <laughs> we have the flashback. Where we of what just happened. have Tim Curry's like, oh, this could have happened. <laughs> But really, this is how it happened. <laughs> but I love that. What a great idea. So I wonder if they're going to do that with the remake. So Ryan Reynolds is producing it. Uh, and that was one of the, the cool things about this film, that uh, they actually shot three different endings. Yeah. And depending on what screen you saw it on, what, what particular uh, theater you went to, you were going to see a different ending. So there was no such thing as a spoiler alert That's when it right. came to Clue, because it could have been anybody. Yeah. So maybe they'll do that this time. And then X-Men Origins Wolverine kind of did that when uh, they had the three different endings to their movie. Do they really? Yeah, the, for real. Uh, at the post credit sequence was different uh, according to what screen you went to. Really? Uh, and it, there, they had three different ones. Interesting. Did, yeah. did it change the outcome of the film? Not really, no. Oh, okay. It's just that one was like where Deadpool's severed hand finds his head. What? Buried underneath like the nuclear reactor. No way. Uh, then there's one where it's uh, Logan and he's in Japan. And he's at a sitting at a bar. Oh, and he asked for like another drink or that's whatever. The best one. And I obviously. can't remember. I can't remember what the other one was. Oh. Maybe it was just the two. But yeah, yeah. Logan or X Men Origins Wolverine did that. So yeah, well, Clue, Clue did it first. Week. That's gonna be fun, man. Yeah, I love that movie so much. Check it out. Uh, is that on any streaming services? Probably. Okay, cool. <laughs> Jeff, thank you very much. Thank you, Joel. Always a pleasure. Pleasure is all mine, guys. I'm gonna go get some rest. Try to get my voice back. Yeah, suck on that Ricola. <clears throat> Happy birthday to you. Oh, thank you. And uh, we'll see you guys next week for Clue. You've been listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. That's fucking gold.